if you're ready for the word, please turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Romans chapter 4, our foundational text, Romans chapter 4 verse 20. Romans chapter 4 verse number 20. If you're there, let me know you're there. Are you there? All right, I read. The Bible says that he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I'm continuing and concluding with a series I have been doing for the past four weeks titled Unveiling the Mystery of Strong Faith and this is part four Unveiling the Mystery of Strong Faith and this is part four God's ultimate desire is for us to grow our faith to the point of strong faith God wants your faith to be strong once your faith is strong you will be able to withstand the challenges that confront you in life now please understand that walking in faith does not immune us from the challenges of this world but what happens is when we are walking in faith we are able to overcome the challenges of the world that's what the Bible says in the book of 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. It says that he whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Even our faith. So that means, yes, the challenges will come, but our faith enables us to overcome the challenges. Hallelujah. And I know without any shadow of doubt that today you will overcome every prevailing circumstances. Every challenge, every Goliath, every storm, every mountain that has stood before you, today you will overcome it in the name of Jesus. Because it's time for us to have strong faith. The world is going through challenges. The world is going through turmoils. And the only people who overcome are those who are walking in strong faith. And after today, you have strong faith. The days of having weak faith are over. Oh, let me hear a living amen. The days of having weak faith are over. It's your season to have strong faith. And your faith will grow stronger in the name of Jesus. Strong faith can go through storms and come out stronger. It will go through the storm, but it will come out what? Stronger. It will come out mightier. And from today, I don't know what storm it is. By the time you come out, you'll be more stronger than you went through it. You see, like the three Hebrew boys, when Nebuchadnezzar put them in the burning fiery furnace, when they came out of the burning fiery furnace, you couldn't smell fire on them. They came out stronger. You will come out stronger. I said you will come out stronger in the name of Jesus. 
Please hear me. That is why it's important for you not to quit on your faith. Because if you quit on your faith in times of adversities, then you have a weak faith. And God does not want you to have weak faith. So quickly, we want to ask again, what is faith? What is faith? Faith is a spiritual force that has the capacity to bring everything in the spiritual realm into physical manifestations. Faith is a spiritual force that has the capacity to bring everything in the spiritual realm into physical manifestations. That's why Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3 says, the Bible says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Through what? Through faith. Through faith. We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made out of the things which do appear. So that means everything you see in the physical was made out of the spiritual. Are you following me? And faith is a spiritual force. That's why you have to be careful what you say. Because you'll eat what you say. Are you following me? Now it's important for you to understand how faith works. Faith operates by speaking. Every time you are saying something, you are enforcing or empowering faith. And everything you say, you will have. That's why you cannot speak good, bad things about your children. Oh, you are dumb. No, you can't say that about your children. God created them. They were made in the image of God. Don't, don't just, you do something, you, you, you are at the office and you make a mistake and then you say, oh, silly me. No, you're not silly. If you say silly me, you'll be silly. Are you following me? What you say is what you get. So you have to be careful what you say. So quickly, we want to look at how the word of faith works. How does the word of faith work? The word of faith goes through four stages. Number one, the first stage is we hear the word. We hear the word. Romans chapter 10 verse 17, the Bible says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Not hearing the word of man. Not hearing the lies of men. Not hearing what the economy is saying not hearing what politicians are saying. It says, so then faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing the word of God. That's why the word of God must be premium in your life. It must be the number one thing you wake up to every day. The word of God must be so important in your life. Your foundation as a Christian must be the word. Not your feeling. I feel good. Da, na, 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 na. No, because feelings come, feelings go. Today you'll feel good, tomorrow you'll feel bad. Now, if you live your life, your Christian life, on the basis of feelings, you will not go far. Are you following what I'm saying? We live by faith and not by fear or by feelings. 
The second stage through which the word of faith goes through is to believe the word. Now, when you come and you hear the word, you must believe the word. Are you following me? Mark chapter 9 verse 23, Jesus said to the man, if only you can believe all things are possible to him that believeth. You have to believe. Believe in the integrity of God's word. Believe that God cannot lie. Believe that God is not a man that he should lie. Believe that whatsoever God tells you, he has what it takes to bring it to pass. Believe in the integrity of God's word. Isn't it sad that many people read newspapers and they believe the newspaper more than they believe the Bible. People read textbook and they believe textbook more than they believe the Bible. They don't believe the word. This is the word of God. Brothers and sisters, this is the word of God. This is what God spoke into existence for you and I to have access to. This is the very spoken word of God. Now how can you believe the words of a friend or the words of uh, someone more than the word of God? So we must believe the word. The only word that works in your life is the word that you believe. Do you believe God? Now, you remember the story in, 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 in John chapter 11. When Lazarus died, Martha and Mary sent forth for Jesus. And when Jesus came, Jesus told Martha and Mary, he says, believe. Believe that your brother will rise again. And then she said, oh yes, Jesus, I believe that on the day of resurrection, my brother will rise again. And Jesus said, no, I am the resurrection and the life. Not I will be, I am means present. I am is with you. Whatever you need, he is, I am. If you need healing, he is, I am. If you need breakthrough, he is, I am. If you need joy, he is, I am. If you need peace, he is what? I am. That is his name. He is, I am. He is, I am. If you need joy, he is joy. You don't need the bottle before you can be joyous. He is joy. Glory be to God. Jesus said to them, if only you can believe. You will see the glory of God. They were still doubting. And Jesus said, did I not tell you that only if you can believe. You see, your challenge in life is believing the word. The devil's number one strategy is to put doubt in the word of God into your life. All you need to do is just believe the word. Once you can believe the word, 99% of the work is done. That's why Jesus said, if only you can believe. If only you can believe. If you can believe God for that healing, you receive it. If you can believe God for that breakthrough, you will receive it. If you can believe God for that house, you will receive it. 
and solution. I'm standing in agreement with you. I believe God that God is more than able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that he has promised in his word. I believe God. I believe God. I believe God. Irrespective of what's happening around me, I believe God that he is too faithful to fail. Do you believe? Do you believe he can heal you? Do you believe he can heal you? Do you believe he can destroy that generational curse in your family? Do you believe it? Do you believe your children can be the head and not the tail? Do you believe that the favor of God can come upon you? If only you can believe. If only you can believe. You see, many of us come to church, we don't believe the word. We walk out without believing. That's why John chapter 1 verse 12 it says, as many as believe, to them he gave what? Power to become. You are only empowered to become what you believe. <laughs> what you don't believe, God cannot empower you to become. Even for you to be saved, you have to believe. Romans chapter 10 from verse 8 to 9, verse 8 to 10. Even before you got saved, you have to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. So do you believe? Solution, do you believe? Do you believe God is taking us from glory to glory? Do you believe that when we come before him, we will not leave empty-handed? Do you believe his word? If only you can believe, all things shall be possible for you. We can close the service right here. If only you can believe. If only you can believe him. Take doubt out of your walk with God. If only you can believe him. You've applied for a job. And they say, oh, disqualified. They look at you and they say, you're disqualified. But if only you can believe God that this is only a man speaking. It's a man that has disqualified you, not God. If only you can believe that God can do it, he will bypass that one who said you are disqualified and make you their boss. Can you believe? Solution, can you believe? I said, can you believe? If you can believe, all things shall be possible. Can you believe? Can you believe? Can you believe him? Can you believe him? Can you believe him? Can you believe him for greater things to come? Don't trust in the arm of flesh. Believe God. Believe God. Believe him. When he says, I'll show up at 12 o'clock. If the clock shows 12 o'clock and he's not there, he is not the liar. The clock is a liar. Because God cannot lie. I said God cannot lie. When he says it, he brings it to pass. Can you believe? So the second step is to believe the word. Believe the word of God. The third step is to do the word. You have to do what you believe. It's not just enough to say I believe. 
there's a story of a, uh, let me just use this analogy of a magician who um, had a, a big gap of two mountains and he threw a rope on, on from one side to the other end and he walked on the rope, it's a tight rope and there was a big hole, a big valley in between the two mountains and people were clapping and cheering he said oh you're a great magician you're great and then he went and took a wheelbarrow and then he said do you believe I can go from one end to the other they said yes so he went on the tight rope and when he got to the end people clapped for him and then he said okay how many of you believe that if I put someone in this wheelbarrow, we can go from one end to the other. Everybody say, oh, we believe you can. I say, who is going to volunteer? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> so that means you don't believe. You see, you must do what you believe. There's this program on TV, I've never watched it before, but the title is Put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is. How many of you have seen it before? I think it's on BBC One. Put your money where your mouth is. Now, if you say you believe God, do what he says. If you say you believe God, do what he says. You're believing God to get married this year. You are single. Come to church in your wedding gown. You see, you are laughing. The man is not there, but come to church. Sit down with your wedding gown. Everybody will be looking at you. Sister, are you getting married today? Say yes. That's faith. That's faith. You are preaching in faith. You come. I mean, just bribe the, the technical people. When you are coming, let them play you wedding song. Pa, 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 pa. Pa, 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 pa. Pa, pa. No show that when they ask you, say the man is coming. Next week, you come in your wedding gown. They ask, Where's the man? He's coming. They'll forget to ask you, but they, before they realize, one day you'll be there and we'll play the song. But they'll say, Oh, it's a false alarm. It's that sister who, who wears wedding gown to church. But on that day, I said on that day, the man will show up. Hallelujah. That's what it means to believe. You do the word, John 2, 5. The mother of Jesus told the disciples, the servants at the wedding of Cana, he said, whatsoever he tells you to do, do it. Do it. You see, many of us have heard too much word. We now need to do what we've heard. The problem is not the word. The problem is with us not doing the word. What are you doing with the word? Remember, faith without works is what? Faith without works is what? It's dead. So we must do the word. The fourth stage is when we do the word, we see proofs of the word. Luke chapter 5 verse 6. The Bible says that when they had enclosed, when they threw, you know the story, Peter had gone fishing, told all night, caught nothing. 
Jesus showed up on the scene. Jesus said, launch out into the deep. Peter said, we have told all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, we will launch out into the deep. And the Bible says that when they had this done, Luke 5, 6, when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes. The word only works after it's been done. If you are sitting there and say, one day, one day, God will do it. God has already done it. It's your turn now to move. Hallelujah. Listen, your faith can never be strong until it is full. If you want to have strong faith, your faith has to be full. Acts chapter 6 verse 8, the Bible says that Stephen being full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Your faith has to be full. If your faith is not full, you can't do exploits. How full is your faith? Now, assuming you have the best car in the world, you have the best car in the world, and you're trying to travel from Crawley to London, right? No matter how nice the car is, what do you need? You need a fool. Isn't that right? Now let's assume your full tank costs 80 pounds. That means it's a big car. 80 pounds full tank. Now let's assume from here to London, um, it's about 80 miles just for the purposes of analogy, 80 miles. And every mile is to a gallon, right? Now, if you want to get from here to London and you need 80 miles, then that means you have to have full tank of fuel to be able to get there. If your tank is empty, you'll go zero mile. If your tank is three quarters, you won't get to your destination. If your tank is half, you won't get to your destination. But if your tank is full, guess what? You will get to your destination. So for your faith to work, you have to have full faith. And what is a fuel for faith? The word. That means you have to feed yourself daily with the word. Are you following me? If you don't feed yourself with the word, that means you are empty. That means you are empty. And every time you are empty, when the devil knocks, you start looking for pastor. And you don't need pastor. That's the teaching in this church. You don't need me for anything. All you need is Jesus. You see, we come into the house of God, we are trained to do exploits out there. Quickly, let's look at Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 11. And let's, oh my God, are you ready for this? Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 11. Now verse 10 talks about when Jesus descended and as that he gave gifts. Verse 11, the Bible says that, and he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. And look at the purpose of 
the gift he has given. The fivefold ministry. Look at the purpose. We have always stopped here by thinking that this is the only purpose for which Jesus gave the gift. That's not true, but we'll go further. It says, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So that means my responsibility is to help you get to a point of perfection. Your faith has to be perfected. And then the following thing is for the edifying of the body of Christ. So when I come, all I'm doing is edifying. Edifying means you already know it. I'm only encouraging you. Are you following me? I'm not now going to start from empty tank. You already have your tank full. All I'm doing is just top up. Are you following what I'm saying? But if you are, if your tank is empty, then it's difficult to move you to a place of edification. That's why many people come to church and say, uh, I, I'm not sure what the pastor preached today. It's not the pastor's fault. You haven't sat down to fill yourself with the word. Remember, I cannot use my faith for you. You have to use your own faith. Check through the scriptures. Check through the scriptures. There is nobody that Jesus healed that Jesus used his faith on them. No one. Every time Jesus will say, according to your faith, be it done unto you. So if you don't have faith, then Jesus can't do anything for you. And you can't blame Jesus for your situation. I always say, don't blame the pastor. Oh, I'm not growing in that church. No, no, it's not the pastor. Judas had the best pastor. Jesus was Judas' pastor, yet Judas committed suicide. Judas left Jesus' church. And not only Judas, a lot more left in John chapter 6. Jesus introduced a strong doctrine of the communion. And they said, what? He's introducing barbarism. He wants us to eat his flesh and drink his blood. No, we, we don't want to be part of this church. Bye, Jesus. And Jesus looked at, to the other 11 and said, are you also going to leave? And they said, to whom shall we go? You have the words of life. So the pastor's responsibility is to teach or break the words of life to you. Your responsibility is to sit down and use the word. Why do you find it easy to watch movies for four hours, six hours, eight hours? And you don't want to read the word. And if you are not growing, it's the pastor. It's not the pastor. It's you. It's you. Can I eat for you? When you are eating your dinner, do you call Kringri, pastor? It's dinner time. Can you come and eat for me? No. You eat yourself. Are you following me? So let, let's look at Ephesians chapter 4 verse 13. Look at verse 13. It says, still all come, all of us, come to the unity of the faith of the knowledge of the son of God. So even your work with God is based on knowledge. You have no knowledge, that means you don't know him. 
You need knowledge to be able to access God. You have to even grow in grace, in knowledge. Are you following what I'm saying? So now, when was the last time you read a Christian book? The year is almost getting to the middle of the year. This year, have you bought a single Christian book? Have you read? Yes. Some of you are looking at me. What, what is he talking about? What is he talking about? Is he talking about? <laughs> I said, that's from you. I don't have time for reading. Oh, yeah. Listen, readers are leaders. Readers are leaders. So, till we all come to the knowledge of the Son of God. So, even your relationship with Jesus is based on knowledge. It's based on knowledge. It's based on knowledge. Till we all come. Till we all come. So, our faith must be the same as the faith of Jesus. That's where we are going to solution. Our faith must be equal to Jesus. So just like Jesus, you stand in front of the storm and say, peace be still. You get to Lazarus' tomb and say, Lazarus, come forth. Now you can't get to the tomb and just say, the dead come forth. You have to be specific. You can't say dead come forth because if you say dead come forth, all the dead in the grave are coming out. You don't need to raise up people who are 100 years old. They are dead. Leave them in the grave. Have you noticed that Jesus never resurrected anybody above 50 from the grave or 60 or 100? He resurrected the, the young lady, Talitha, who died, who was 12 years old, was losing blood. And then that young boy, yeah. Don't go and resurrect dead people who are very old. Who need to stay in their grave. Don't worry them. Leave them there. It's time for them to make heaven. Leave them where they are. Praise God. (laughs) So till we all come to the unity of the faith, of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man or woman, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Of the fullness. Can you see the word fullness there again? Fullness. How full is your faith? You see, the most noisy Christians in the church are the empty ones. Empty symbols make the most noise. Why, why do we have to come to church and sit in the church? Why can't we just, just you know, do we have to be in church every three You are empty, empty, empty people, empty, empty. That's a sign of an empty Christian. Hallelujah. We need to get to a point of fullness. A, do I have to travel all the way and go to the church? Is that the only church? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where you have been planted. That's where God wants you to be. God in his wisdom planted you into your mother and father's womb. Why didn't he give you to another mother and father? This is the house he's planted you in. So if you have to come from far, you need to travel and come and be fed. So we can get to the point of fullness of Christ. Hallelujah. Our glory. 
What can strong faith produce? Strong faith makes the impossible possible. Strong faith makes hopeless situation hopeful. Abraham's body was dead. Sarah's womb was dead. Look at the combination. Abraham's body was dead. Sarah's womb was dead. And yet they had a promise. And that promise was to have a son called Isaac. And through that one son, the whole world will be populated. Yet look at the equation. Dead body plus dead womb equals dead. But when God is in the equation, it doesn't matter how dead your situation is. When God is in this equation, it does not matter how hopeless your situation is. If God is in the situation, it does not matter how impossible that situation is. He'll make it possible. I say he'll make it possible. Yet through their strong faith, we saw the result. Isaac came forth. Isaac came forth quickly as we get ready to close. Let's go back to Romans chapter 4 from verse 16. To 21. Unveiling the mystery of strong faith, part four. Do you want your faith to be strong? Yes. Your faith will be strong. Yes. You'll be exercising your faith from today. Yes. And you'll see things happening in your life. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Romans chapter 4 from verse 16 I read. It says, therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end that the promise might be sure to all that, all the seed, not only to that which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, which is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Verse 19, not being weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but he was strong in what? In faith, giving glory to God. He was strong in faith, doing what? Giving glory to God. Now that, that word there is very key. You can't be strong in faith and not give glory to God. To give glory to God means to give God praise when you don't see anything. You haven't seen the breakthrough yet, but you're praising him. You are giving him glory. You are worshiping him. You are thanking him. When we started the church, that's what was happening. It was an empty church. There was no one, but when we came to church, my wife and I would be giving glory to God. We will be giving glory to God. With all excitement, with all joy, with all happiness, what were we doing? We were giving glory to God. Don't 
for the miracle to happen before you give glory to God. Give glory to God before it happens. That is how things happen in the body of Christ. In the kingdom of God, you give glory before your Isaac shows up. Can you imagine? Abraham was dead. Sarah's womb was dead. Yet they went about giving glory. Oh, do you know? Have you heard? I'm the father of many nations. Oh, have you heard? I'm the father of many nations. Oh, have you heard? I'm the father of many nations. What's he doing? He's giving glory. Now you might be laughing and say, old Abraham, dead Sarah's womb, what are you doing? They're giving glory. Because the Bible says, Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, what did he do? Joy came up and he he didn't allow the, the, the cross to despise him, to prevent him from enduring the goodness of the Lord. So what he was doing, he, he was giving glory to God. He was excited. He knew that if I'm crucified, billions are coming out of me. Multitudes are coming out of me. He knew that today you'll be seated here. He knew that you'll be saved. So what was he doing? He was giving glory to God. He was praising God. He was worshiping God. Then God said, I can trust you, Abraham. I can trust you, Sarah. Now here is Isaac. Receive Isaac. What are you believing God for? Start giving him glory. You don't have it yet, but start giving him glory. You're believing him for a house? Start thanking him. Father, thank you for my house. Father, thank you for my own husband. Father, thank you. Oh, thank you for my own wife. I'm sick and tired of seeing married couples in the church sitting together and doing their love business. I'm sick and tired of that father. Father, I also deserve, I also deserve a good wife. I also deserve a good husband. What are you doing? You are giving him glory. Now, when he gives you the husband or the wife, you don't stop giving him glory. Sadly, that's where many people stop. They say, they give, after God has given you the wife, they say, time for church. It's cold, winter. They say, God, you know, today is cold. God, you'll understand. Today I'm tired. You don't stop thanking God. The Bible says that Abraham, he was giving glory to God. Solution, God is about to do some unusual miracles in our midst. Amen. The secret is in giving him glory yes. before he does it. That's the secret. I'm telling you, God is going to do some miracles in your life this week. Amen. This week. Amen. The secret is in giving him glory. Some of you this week, your hand will handle greatness. Your hand will handle great things. The secret is in giving him glory. And the moment your giving of glory is full, God says, I can trust you. I can give you that baby. I can give you that promotion. I can give you that house. I can give you that breakthrough and you will not backslide. 
Are you ready for that? Are you ready for that? I said, are you ready for that? As we get ready to close, today is our special business breakthrough service. And just like a great man of God in the Bible who preserved his integrity, his name is Job. You know him. Job chapter 1 verse 3 talks about his riches. Talks about how great he was. The Bible says that he was the greatest of all the men in the east. So shall your, your case be. Now this was Job's secret in business. Number one, he feared the Lord. If you're going to do business, you must fear the Lord. Number two, he made God the pillar of his business. Who is the pillar of your business? God must be the pillar of your business. Number three, he was known at the gates of the city. He was known. Everybody knew about him. They knew him. What was he known for? Number four, he did not cheat his business partners because his integrity was above board. You must be a businessman or a businesswoman of integrity. Don't cheat people. Listen, you will not make every profit out of one person. Have you ever wondered why places like Poundland make billions of profits every year? Yet everything they sell is one pound. Because they know when you come in, you not just buy one thing. You buy 50 things. You spend 50 pounds. You spend 100 pounds. Listen, Christians must have the highest level of integrity. Can you be trusted? If you're a Christian businessman or a Christian businesswoman, can you do business in the church? Can you be trusted? Do you have integrity? When someone gives you, your business partner gives you money, will you swindle him or her? There's no integrity in the church anymore. The fear of God is not in the church. But listen, the only way you can make it is by walking in the fear of the Lord. Don't cut corners. Don't crook people. Don't deceive people. Be honest. If you do buy and sell business, don't go and buy something for 10 pounds and sell it for 2,000 pounds. Amen? Amen. You bought a thing for 10 pounds. Yes, we know you want to make profit. Sell it for at least 12 pounds or even 11 pounds. Make one pound profit. I said, Pastor, do you know what I went through before I got this? You cannot make all your money from one person. But what you have to understand is that keeping business customers, keeping men and women will draft in more business to your business. Therefore, are you ready for the prophetic decree? I decree upon you today the wisdom of Abraham. That wisdom that caused him to scale higher heights in the land of Egypt. I decree that wisdom upon you. I decree upon you today the wisdom of Isaac that made his business to flourish in times of recession. Let me hear a living amen. I decree upon you the wisdom of Joseph that brought a nation out of famine. Let me hear a living amen, church. I decree upon you today the wisdom of Solomon that made him to be known globally. 
I decree upon you today the wisdom that is from above. Business ideas. Ideas that will cause your business to flourish. Your business will break through from today. I release supernatural favor into your business. I release into your business breakthrough favor. Grace to do exploits. Your business will expand from one level to the other. Every stagnant business in this house is unstuck today. Every slow moving business is released to the high speed zone today. Every limitation over your business is destroyed today. Every contract due your business is released today. Anything that has been hindering your business from being noticed, today I remove that cloud. I remove that darkness. Anything that has caused you to be disappointed from today, I release the joy of God. The difference maker into your business. Your business will employ multitudes from today. Your business will not stay in your room from today. It will come out and expand. So shall it be. In the mighty name of Jesus. From today, whatever your hand touches is blessed. Therefore, your business is blessed. Every transaction is blessed. The days of walking in the hundreds are over. The days of just seeing thousands are over. The days of just seeing tens of thousands are over. It's a season to break through in the hundreds of thousands into the millions of millions in the mighty name of Jesus. This week before the end of this month you receive calls from people across the world. Your business will go global. Your business will go global. Your business will go global. The same grace upon this house, I release it upon your business. Everything you do will flourish from today. This church we have never borrowed, therefore your business will never borrow. We have never gone down one day, therefore your business will not go down. We have never known a better last year, so therefore you will never know a better last year. Every year will be a better year for your business. It will grow stronger and stronger. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I decree the heavens open over your business. I decree the heavens open over your business. I decree the heavens open open over your business. In the mighty name of Jesus. As Abraham flourished, so shall you flourish. As Job flourished, so shall you flourish. You shall be known as a great Christian businessman or woman. In the mighty name of Jesus. Did you receive it today? Oh, come on, let's give Jesus a praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is increasing us on every side. In the mighty name of Jesus.